Hey girls, welcome to the Go Girl Podcast because women are powerful. I'm your host, Ashley Caprice. Each episode is about self-love, self-care, and self-discovery. Tune in for affirmations, motivation, girl talk, and girl power. Now let's get it started. Go girl. Hey girls, welcome back to another episode of the Go Girl Podcast. So I usually share a lot of self-love, self-care, self-discovery tips, and sometimes I share the books that I read. However, I don't share the exact chapter or quotes that really help. So while I was reading this week, I was like, oh, this would be great to share with my girls. I got to share this on a Go Girl podcast. I am finishing up Set Boundaries, Find Peace, A Guide to Reclaiming Yourself by Nedra Glover Tawab. I hope I said her last name correctly. I'm not sure. And I followed her on social media a couple of years ago, and she has millions of followers, all right? She always shares useful tips on how to set boundaries. You know, I'm I'm all about boundaries because I really think it's a great way for you to continue your relationships, but you are setting rules that work for you. And that's not to say that it's going to make you selfish or everything is all about you. Well, I mean, hey, sometimes <laughs> things are kind of all about you, right? But like if you're always drained after speaking to someone, then maybe you need to set a boundary and limit how much time you are spending with that person. So setting boundaries is like, hey, I welcome you in my life. I want you in my life. But for you to stay in my life, I just need these things. So this is the definition of boundaries in relationships. Personal boundaries are the limits and rules we set for ourselves within relationships. A person with healthy boundaries can say no to others when they want to, but they are also comfortable opening themselves up to intimacy and close relationships. So I know a lot of times people are just cutting people off and don't want to talk to them at all anymore. And I always urge you to first set a boundary like, okay, can you continue being in a relationship with this person and they respect your boundaries and you move forward? If they don't respect your boundaries, then it might be good to cut the ties. So in short, boundaries help you define what you are comfortable with and how you would like to be treated by others. Period. Like, what are you comfortable with? If you're feeling uncomfortable and anxious, a lot of times you're in relationships and exhausted. We talked about this a couple of weeks ago on, you know, taking some time off for your mental health and self-care day. But to prevent that before that, what is it that you needed? Did you need to set boundaries with someone else so that you feel okay and not have to take a whole self-care day or a half day off work and everything because you're just feeling so drained, right? So actually, I had a conversation with a friend a couple months ago because she would text me all of the time, just emotional dumping. It was a lot going on with her and it was every day, no matter the hour. I'm like at work and reading very, very long text messages. I'm on social media and receiving DMs there too with very, very long messages with so much that's going on in her life that first of all, I'm not an expert or a professional where I could help in those areas of what she was going through, whether it was health, relationship, uh, family relationship, like it was like a lot going on at once with her. However, I still wanted to be a good friend and show up for her. 
it went on for, it's been going on for a long time, but because I'm in a space where I'm setting boundaries, I've been really thinking and been more intentional about what I'm allowing into my space. And I noticed that it was increasing because I was responding, trying to help. And at one point I eventually was like, I don't know what to do. I don't know how I can help. Right. And so she said, you know, me listening is helping. And, you know, it was a lot of venting. It was just a lot though. It was a lot to the point where it was affecting my mental health. I started feeling drained. She felt good because she released everything. But then like now I'm holding all of this weight on me and my shoulders. And I felt like, like I needed to woosa for her and breathe for her. And it was just a lot. So I needed to set a boundary. I did and our relationship is much better and much healthier now. I let her know like, hey, when I receive these text messages, I feel helpless. Like I feel like I can't do anything to help what you're going through. And the messages will come at any time of the day where it would like sometimes if you're sending a text message to someone with some sad, disturbing, heavy news, that could affect their, first of all, you don't know the emotional state that the other person is in, right? Like I could already be going through a lot of stuff on my own. So then to add that, it just seems like so much. So I let her know like, hey, it'd be better if we have phone calls, you know, when we check in with each other, then us sharing what's going on in our lives and everything. Because through the text message, I'm not able to do anything. We're not able to really talk through, through it. Sometimes I'm at work. Sometimes like I'm out just doing anything and it feels really heavy and it feels like I'm I'm not able to do anything. I'm not able to help. And she was like, oh, okay, I'm sorry. I understand how heavy that could be. And, you know, so we talked about it. We talked, I waited till we had our phone conversation and we talked and the messages slowed down and it eventually stopped. And I'm like, oh, this feels good. Right. And we still talk to each other and catch up and we let each other in on what's been going on. But it's not something that's happening right present moment where I can't do anything where she's like going through whatever or suffering and it just feels so heavy. And it's like, it's a lot. Didn't it just sound like a lot? It just sounded like a lot. Right. Imagine receiving something so heavy every day. It was a lot. So I had to set a boundary because I respect our friendship enough where, hey, I respect you. I value you. So for us to continue where I want to answer these phone calls, because if I'm answering or if I'm looking at my text messages all the time or answering phone calls and it's a lot of dumping all the time, like this has been going on for years, then I'm going to pull away. I don't want to pull away. I want to be there. I want us to be there for each other. Right. So this actually brought us closer. Like, okay, not going to talk to each other every single day with all the emotional dumping. But when we catch up, we'll catch up and we'll support each other in any way that we can, whether it's venting, talking it out, uh, sharing different solutions, solving the problem, or like I said, just being a listening ear. Might I add that the friendship is still great and still going strong after I set that boundary because when you set those boundaries, it lets people know how to treat you and how to respect you and how we can coexist. So my friend actually just texted me earlier today, and I quote, 
Thank you for always being so kind, nurturing my shoulder through the difficult times. I love you. Thank you for being my sister. Love you always. But if she's listening, she definitely knows who she is. (laughs) But overall, it's showing that, oh, I can have boundaries and it might change the friendship or the relationship a tiny bit, but it'll change to benefit both of us, right? Like we're still cool to the point where she still could send me a sweet text message saying that because obviously I'm still there and I'm saying, hey, I'm here for you. However, receiving these texts all the time, it would make it to the point where I would not be able to be there for her all the time because I'm going to start like ignoring or I'm going to pull away. And I didn't want that to happen. So it's showing that, yeah, people will still respect you. People will still send those loving, nice messages to let you know, like, I appreciate you, even if you set a damn boundary. So if you have people in your life where you want to have a, a healthy relationship with them, then there are eight habits that you should follow that you should try to figure out, okay, is this a meaningful relationship? So what I'm going to read is from chapter 11 of the book, Set Boundaries, Find Peace, A Guide to Reclaiming Yourself. Chapter 11 is all about romantic relationships, but I thought this could apply to friendships as well. She has eight bullet points on mindful relationship habits. So think about your friends, think about people that you're in close relationship with, uh, you know, your partner, whoever it is, and follow these eight habits. Number one, define what it means to be in a healthy relationship. A lot of people just want somebody, just want to be in a relationship, but don't know why they want to be in this relationship. They don't know what it looks like to be in a healthy relationship. Maybe it wasn't modeled for them as a child. Maybe, you know, anything we see on TV is all about the toxic love and people running away from somebody and someone else chasing them to try to get their love back and stuff, right? It's kind of toxic, kind of toxic, but it's interesting and fun to watch, right? People like drama. Do you think a healthy relationship has drama or do you think a healthy relationship has two people who are different, who are going to bring their different set of views and experiences, but can respect each other's differences and can communicate their boundaries and their needs and their desires and their wants in a healthy, loving way. I think that's what a healthy relationship is, like someone that we respect each other in every way. Like we respect each other's space, time, energy. We respect each other when we communicate. We res- my, my thing is all about respect. So even if we're upset at each other, like my partner and I, we don't yell at each other. We don't curse at each other, or curse each other out, any of that stuff. Like we're still loving and kind to each other, even if we're having like a disagreement or, you know, mad at each other about something. We're bothered. But we still gonna respect each other because we love each other. We know it's about the problem. It's not about attacking our our person, right? Like we're on a team. That's my partner. So define what it means to be in a healthy relationship for you. Some people, unfortunately, think a healthy relationship has some drama, has some arguments, has those curse outs and stuff. That's not me. If that's what you want, that's what you want. However, Google it. <laughs> Google healthy relationships. And let it help you. Because again, you might be in the midst of modeling or you grew up in chaos and whatnot. So that's what you want and that's what you're attracting and that's what you think a healthy relationship is. So I would urge you to Google it. Matter of fact, we're going to Google this together. 
I'm all about the research. I'm all about looking up articles and stuff. Okay, I do this all the time. Signs of a healthy relationship. Number one, you respect each other. That's my thing. But what are the five signs of a healthy relationship? Number one is respect. Booyah. That's my main thing. That's what I just said for myself. It's all about respect. Number two, you spend time together. You don't need like a five course dinner or anything. It's about being intentional with the time that you do have together. Sometimes like we got into a couple of TV shows that we like. So we make sure we put our phones down and we really watch those TV shows together and we discuss it. So one show is actually kind of hilarious. We watch Family or Fiance on OWN. It comes on, I think, Saturday nights. And Tracy McMillan is the therapist. And she always has so, she's so real. She's so blunt. And she always has good things to say. And so my partner and I, we watch the show because it's very engaging to watch, see these couples, see their families, maybe disagreeing with the partnership. They don't support it too much. We're figuring out why the family doesn't like it. We're figuring out what's the issues with the couple. And then we hear the therapist share their thoughts on what's really going on. What's the real issue? So we started watching this show and it also helps us have like great dialogue with each other. And well, how would you have handled that situation? You know, so so that's the type of time we spend together. Or of course, like tonight, we have a date night. We realize, okay, it's been a minute since we like, you know, got dressed, looked good and went somewhere. So we're going to be intentional with our time. And, and earlier this week, we were like, he's like, hey, let's go on a date. I'm like, bet. I want to get cute throwing some heels and stuff, right? So <laughs> we're going on a date tonight, but it's spending time together. That's the second sign of a healthy relationship. So write down, how do you want to spend time with your partner. What does that look like to you? Maybe you want to get into the same hobby, like we're taking a dance class together. Whoop. Now that I think about it and I'm sharing it, we're doing a lot together. I love it. Maybe with you, you like exercising. So you exercise with your partner together. Maybe it's you two like hiking. You do that together. Whatever it is, find some quality time that you can spend with your partner. The third sign of a healthy relationship is gestures of love. Your partner mentions something they like, you maybe grab it for them. Or maybe you just bring them breakfast in bed, right? You do something loving like that. The fourth sign of a healthy relationship is intimacy. True intimacy reduces stress and provides a foundation for lasting commitment. Very true. Intimacy, again, is more, is about more than just sex. I've talked about this on a podcast a couple times. And it's about maybe even just listening to your partner, just uh, making sure they feel heard being there for each other, like true intimacy. Or if you want to, it doesn't have to be sexy. It could be affectionate. Like maybe same thing as we're watching TV, we're cuddled up with each other. Or he might, I might be giving him a back scratch or he might be rubbing my arms or something. Like we're just showing love and affection in a way that's not sexual, right? And the fifth sign of a healthy relationship is teamwork. For sure. So I think some of those signs are actually in the mindful relationship habits in the set boundaries book. So we're going to get back to that. But I just wanted to, you know, show you what it means to be in a healthy relationship. As I was speaking earlier, saying, oh, you know, maybe a little drama is your thing. That's not that's not healthy, though. I want to I want to be real like that's not healthy. That's not what you should strive for. You don't have to have drama in your relationships. So the second mindful relationship habit, we're back again into the book is assess why you're in relationships with certain people. 
Like what value do they bring into your life? Do you even like that person or are you just used to that person? Ooh, that was kind of good. Do you like that person or are you just used to that person? Are you just comfortable with that person? Have they been around so long? This could be a friendship that you've had for 15, 20, 30 years. This could be a relationship you've been in for so many years that you just got comfortable, right? You're used to whatever it is. You know them. You don't want to get to know someone else. You're just okay. But you could be better. You might deserve better. So assess why you're in relationship with certain people. Like, what do they add to my life? What am I adding to their life? Do I want to continue adding to their life? Number three, notice your energy while engaging with people. Ooh, that's a good one. If someone calls you and you're like, Oh my God, what are they about to talk about now? What do we have to talk about? You have like all the thoughts. Notice your energy. Did your energy go up? Like, oh, I'm excited. This person's calling me. I'm excited to be around this person. Did your energy go down? I was in a relationship before where when we get together, I'm just like, I don't know what mood he's going to be in, first off. Second of all, my energy, I would get anxiety or my energy would go down. Like, oh my gosh, you know? And then as soon as the person left my place, I would like dance in the living room and be all excited and twirl out around like, woo, like they're gone. And I would feel good again. That's a very huge sign. If you're feeling happy and you're good when a person's not around, and then as soon as they call or try to interact or try to engage or you come around them, you feel like, oh, drained and exhausted. And like, what am I doing here? Why are they around me? I feel heavy and negative and emotional. Notice that. Notice your energy while engaging with people. Number four, do what feels right for you. Do what feels right for you. If you've been in a relationship for a long time, you're like, oh, I know I need to get out of this. You know, you feel like you need to get out of this, but maybe family or friends are saying, no, but you're married, you got children, you know, whatever it is. So you're keeping them around for everyone else, but you yourself are unhappy. Figure that out. Do what feels right for you. If maybe leaving the relationship feels right, do that. If setting boundaries and continuing on with this relationship, but making sure it moves on in a healthy way feels right for you. Set those boundaries, communicate with your partner, talk to them, but do what feels right for you. Even with yourself, like that episode a couple of weeks ago about me taking a half day at work and needing to set time for myself and having a that felt right to me. Like I need a break before I break. Okay. I need a break before I break. Therefore, what feels right to me is having a half day where I can engage in some self-care, where I can recharge. So I did that. That felt right for me. So do what feels right for you, no matter what anyone else has to say. Number five, make peace with not having a relationship that everyone agrees with. What does that mean? (laughs) People might not agree, say, even my relationship. We don't really have gender roles in this house. Okay, one thing. I'm not take. I don't take out the trash. Okay, I do even like one little small bag and it's like something might be smelling, you know, just cook some meat, uh, put it in a small bag just to take it down the hall, take it out. Okay, cool. But other than that, he takes out the trash all the time. However, we don't really have gender roles. We both cook. We both clean. We both participate in things. 
Some other people might feel like, wait, man, what? You cook? She should be cooking. What? But what relationship looks good to you? Teamwork looks good and healthy to me. Now, this one is a little tricky, though, because it says make peace with not having a relationship that everyone agrees with. Kind of scary sometimes, too, because if you're in an abusive situation, friends and family might not agree with it. And then, you know, in its book, in its part, it's like, oh, make peace with that. So I don't know. I kind of want to like skip over that because I don't want to ever tell anyone, okay, make peace with, yeah, everyone might not like your partner, might not be cool. Well, that's the thing. Yeah. If everyone doesn't like your partner, so what? But if people are not liking your partner because maybe they're abusive or they're cheating on you and whatever, and we see everything, you making peace with that means you've come to terms with it and you're living with that and that's your choice. However, I would say that that is not peaceful. So we're going to skip that because if I could get her on the show and we could talk about that, we could talk about that, but otherwise. (laughs) So that's why I was like, well, let me go on the route of maybe it's gender roles that she's talking about here. I'm not sure. Number six in mindful relationship habits is challenge societal norms about what relationships should look like. Very true. That goes back to me and gender roles and whatnot. Like society says, a lot of times women should stay home and cook and clean, and the men go out and get the money and come home and everything's laid out for them. Like, okay, no, society, that's not what's going to work over here. Right. So, challenge societal norms, or with society and all the movies, it seems like, yes, some. Romantic relationships have all that drama and fighting. Like, that's normal. Like, it's normal to argue. It's normal to, like, okay, yes, you all have disagreements. However, it doesn't have to be a Love Jones movie where they're not being real with each other and he flies off and goes and be with his ex in New York for a minute. I don't know why that movie just popped in my head. I kind of miss it. kind of want to see it. But, you know, like, it ain't got to be that type of drama. The seventh mindful relationship habit is discover what makes you happy in your relationships. I like that. What makes you happy in your relationships? If people are saying, oh, you need to date more. Y'all need to go out. Y'all need to go out. Y'all need to go out. However, you're the type like, well, I'm kind of a homebody. And what makes us happy is staying in and doing nothing with each other. And that's you. I like to go out. I like to stay home. I like to do both. However, just discover what makes you, not even your partner happy. What makes you happy in your relationship? What makes me happy is knowing that we can coexist and I can still get some time for myself. Like right now, he's out running his errands, doing what he has to do, and I'm here and I'm able to do my podcast. Like I know that me time is important to me. What also makes me happy though is spending that quality time with my partner. What makes me happy is us learning new things together, whether it's a recipe, whether it's a dance at a dance class, right? What makes me happy in a relationship is if we're being loving and kind to each other, even during a difficult moment. What makes me happy in my relationships is when there's reciprocity. This is for any relationship. There's reciprocity. There's give and take. It's not all on one person, right? What makes me happy definitely feeling safe, feeling safe in my relationships. Like I can trust this person. I can come to this person 
being my true authentic self and feel okay about it. I don't feel like I would be judged. I feel like they'll accept me for who I am. Like I'm random. I might sing and dance off the wall. Cool. I might say some deep stuff sometimes. Cool. I might be super silly or super serious. However, no matter what, they accept me. And that's what makes me happy in my relationships. And of course, respect is what makes me happy in my relationships. We show up for each other. We respect each other. We build each other up. That's respect. That's love. And that's what I need in with my partner, with my friends, family. So find out what makes you happy in your relationships. Number eight, the last mindful relationship habit is to honor your feelings by making healthy choices. I've been making healthy choices lately by having healthy conversations, by being healthy to myself, like honoring my own feelings. This is the first week in a very, very long time where I practice my self-care every single day. And I'm so proud of myself because I fell off (laughs) for a while. You know, I was kind of off and on with it for a long time. And then now living with someone, I was really off. And I'm like, I need to find a way to get back on track. So what did I do? I sacrificed a little sleep. I now wake up 20 minutes earlier. However, I feel so much better throughout the day because I'm taking time in the morning to honor my feelings and my needs and making healthy choices. I am finding that time to meditate and pray every morning, to turn on some Beyonce and dance in the morning by stretching every morning because that makes me feel good throughout the rest of the day. Now, if I wake up and have 20 more minutes of sleep and I don't meditate or anything and I just get started with my day, my mood might be off. I might be more tired or exhausted or anything. I promise after I meditate and I shower, I just feel so good and ready for the day. I felt really good. I had a really good week. I did. But I listened to myself. I had to honor my feelings by making healthier choices for myself so that I can make healthy choices in my relationship. And if you're single, honor your feelings by making healthy choices and figuring out what type of partner you are going to allow into your life. Because this person is going to be around forever. My partner and I were talking about that now. Like, man, if we had stressful jobs and had to be stressed out at work all day and then had to come home to a partner that stresses us out. Ooh, that's heavy, right? Like, where's your peace? Where is your peace? So honor your feelings by making healthy choices. So go back to number one and first define what it means to be in a healthy relationship. When you figure that out, when you write that out and start to attract that, then you'll have healthier people around you, right? Just be more intentional. I've been way more intentional lately about my space and about who I'm allowing into my life and who I'm allowing to take up space because my energy matters, right? And I know that sometimes you got to go out with the old and with the new. I've been welcoming new experiences. I've been welcoming new friendships. Like there are a couple of people that I'm kind of talking to Now, where we're like, oh, we should link up and do this and do that. Now, are we going to do it is the question. Because, you know, we even say that to our friends. Like, yeah, girl, let's go out for drinks soon. And it'd be a few more months. Yeah, let's go out for drinks soon. Just never happened. So I'm hoping with these new women that I'm meeting and getting to know that, yeah, we do stick to 
that we do make a plan and stick to it and get to really know each other. I'm being more mindful and intentional with who's in my life and and just being mindful about all of it. Like, okay, how do I really feel? Like all these steps, these eight steps are so important. Like, how am I feeling? What, what's going on? What's the value? What are we giving and receiving from each other, right? All of that matters. So I'll go over the list again so we can wrap this up. These are the eight mindful relationship habits. Number one, you want to define what it means to be in a healthy relationship. Number two, assess why you're in relationships with certain people. Number three, notice your energy while engaging with people. Number four, do what feels right for you. Number five, make peace with not having a relationship that everyone agrees with. Hmm. Number six, challenge societal norms about what relationships should look like. Number seven, discover what makes you happy in your relationships. And number eight, honor your feelings by making healthy choices. I love this book. I've learned a lot from this book. I think you should get this book. I would say write those eight points down and journal about them or reflect on them. Just you know, close your eyes and think about what does a healthy relationship look like to me? What does this look like? What does that look like? Get deeper with yourself so you can get deeper with other people, all right? Set boundaries, find peace, have some healthy, mindful, loving habits and relationships. I see that for you, girl. You got this, all right? Getting out of here. I hope you have an amazing day. Follow me on social media at Cogirl Movement or at I am Ashley Caprice. Can't wait to hear from you. Let me know what part resonates with you. Leave a rating and review. I love to hear from you. All right. Have a good one, girl. You deserve it. Go, girl. Thank you so much for tuning in to another episode of the Go Girl podcast. Please subscribe, rate, and leave a review. And be sure to share this episode with your girlfriends. Connect with me on social media at Go Girl Movement or subscribe to the blog at www.gogirlmovement.org. By the way, have you purchased your copy of the Go Girl Guidebook, a woman's interactive guide to self-love? Ten chapters full of ways to love yourself better. It's available right now on Amazon. Thank you for your support. I love you and I'll talk to you next time. Go girl.